Hey guys, welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. I'm Judah Thomas, the lead pastor, and we thank you for joining us today as we discover what God's Word has to say to us. If you enjoy the podcast, we'd encourage you to leave a rating, review, share it with your friends or family, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Well, good morning. Welcome to Thrive Church. We are so glad to have you here on this day that the Lord has made. A uh, quick thing. Um, is that uh, if anyone here happens to live in Plymouth or Terryville, um, I've been talking for a while about the, the fact that we're in the process of buying a building uh, in Plymouth, and, and that's going along pretty well. Things are moving along well, but, uh, but it has come to the time that we have to go to the town and have a zoning meeting, which sounds like the most fun that you can have on a Tuesday night, I'm sure. But... Um, but if you live in Plymouth or Terryville, we would, you know, greatly appreciate if you would come to the town hall on Tuesday uh, as we're going for a variance. Um, the way that the, the building is, the, the land that it's on is in an industrial zone, and right now Plymouth and Terryville don't allow a church in an industrial zone. Um, so basically we're just going in saying, hey, is there any way that we can get a, get a variance so that we can operate a church here? So we're, we're praying and believing that it's going to go through smoothly. But uh, we could certainly use any support, especially um, if you're a resident. But, uh, you know, this weekend we're going to be uh, talking about, about Thanksgiving. And we're also starting uh, a brand new series. And, uh, and we're going to start by, by reading Ecclesiastes 3.1. We just saw a, a piece of it. But it says, for everything there is a season. For every activity under heaven. Now the birds made a great song about this. Some of you know it, you know, to everything, turn, turn, there's a season, turn, turn. And, and that was pretty much plagiarized right out of the book of Ecclesiastes. There's a time for every season. There's a time for every activity under heaven. We, we tend to look at seasons. We tend to look at the, the phases of our life um, as, as sometimes God sends us good seasons and sometimes the devil sends us bad seasons. We kind of look at a season as a good season or a bad season. But, but here it's implying that really God is in every season that we go through in our life. Even the ones that we would like to skip. I don't know if you've ever went through a season in your life where you'd like to skip it and move on. Anyone ever been through a season like that? A couple of you. Some of you are like, you know, I can't even raise my hand because I'm in the middle of a season like that right now. I just wish we could get on to the next season. But we need to learn how to escape the mundane things and, and really embrace the significance of each season. Because we go through so many seasons of our life, and, and, and sometimes we just can't wait to get to the next one. And we need to embrace the significance in the seasons that we're currently in. Skips down in Ecclesiastes, still in uh, chapter 3, but verse 11, it says, Yet God has made everything beautiful, for its own time. Everything beautiful in its own time. It's just like uh, like flowering trees or flowers. You know, and I sometimes it's hard to understand the logic of having a flowering tree, right? Because you have this tree and, and 51 weeks out of the year, it just looks like an average tree, doesn't it? And then that one week, that one week, 
it just bursts into brilliant colors. I have one in my backyard, it turns into these beautiful flowers, and we're like, wow, that's so beautiful. It looks so great. And then, and then it's gone, and then we got another 51 weeks uh, left of just a plain old tree in the backyard. But it says here, God has made everything beautiful for its own time. Why do people put trees like that? They don't necessarily put them there for the 51 weeks that it just looks plain. They want that one week, that time that it looks beautiful. God has made every season, though, come beautiful in its time, in its own time. But the problem is it's not always our timing, and we'd like it to be in our timing. Uh, Ephesians 1.10 is Paul, and he's talking about this, and he says, and this is the plan. What's the plan for all the seasons that we go through? What's the plan for the phases in life that we experience? It says, at the right time, He'll bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. It says, at the right time, he'll bring it under God's authority. See, God schedules every season in our life. The problem that we have is this, is God doesn't post the schedule anywhere. So, so we're like, God, God, when's the next season coming? When's the next season? We're looking up, and we don't know. We don't know what the next season is. See, life is experienced in these phases and it's experienced in these seasons that we go through. But there's a problem. We always want to skip to the next season, don't we? We always want to go to the, to the next season. Whatever season I'm in, it doesn't seem like, like the most comfortable season. I don't know if you remember when you were a kid. When I was a kid, what did you want to be? I wanted to be a teenager. Right? Like, man, teens are just so cool. And I just want to be a teenager. And so I want to be a teenager. And, and then you become a teenager. And you're like, man, this stinks, man. Like, being a teenager is just horrible. I want to be an adult. Like, I want to be out of school. I want to be in college. So then, then you get out, you go to college. You're like, uh, I just wish I had a job. And then you go out and then you have a job. And, well, I just wish, I just wish I was married. And then you get married, and you're like, man, I wish I had kids. Then you have kids, you're like, man, I wish they would move out, you know. And, and, then, and then they move out, and then you're like, I wish you'd have grandkids, you know. And, and, and then we come to the point, and say, man, I wish I was, I was a kid. You know, and we're like, man, wait, wait a minute. Like, we've just come full circle. I never understood that when I was a kid. People come and say, man, I wish I was a kid. Like, I'm like, no, you don't. It's horrible. Now as you're older, you're like, wow, you know, it wasn't so bad, was it? Man, if only I had appreciated what I had when I had it. Think of it as we, we look at other people's seasons, the other season, that, the, the season that they're in, and oftentimes it looks really nice. Doesn't it? I mean, it, it looks nice. We look at people, we look at celebrities, you look at somebody maybe that you know, and they just got a new car, and you're like, man... I wish I was in their season. But the thing of it is, is the season looks a lot different when you live in it. It's just like, like I have family that comes up from the south. And, and they come up from the south. And if they come up in the winter, do you know what they want to see? Snow, right? And they come and they see snow. They're like, this is so beautiful. This is so nice. And I'm like, yeah, it is. But we got to live with it. <laughs> We got to shovel this stuff all the time. And, and, and yeah, it's beautiful, but it's different 
when you live with it. You know, you go, you go down to Florida and say, wow, this is so nice. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's nice, it's warm here. But it's different when you live with it. We don't have sea, they don't have seasons like, like we have. We need to be set free from, from this. This when we're trying, if you're taking notes, we're trying to live in someone else's season. Often we're trying to live in someone else's season. We're not happy with the season that we're in. In fact, my wife and I were talking about it on the way here. You know, everybody they wants to be a celebrity and all this stuff. I'm like, I'm not sure that that's all that great. I mean, imagine, like, we're getting ready to do, do Christmas shopping and all this stuff very, very soon. But imagine being someone like Tom Hanks. Where do you go Christmas shopping? Like, seriously, like, where do you go Christmas shopping? Where can you actually go and walk through aisles and browse things and not be hassled by hundreds of people? Like, no wonder some of these people we hear on the news, oh, so-and-so reserved the entire mall for a shopping spree. I don't think it's because of any other reason that they just wanted to be left alone for a little while. And, and we look at different seasons that people are going through, and man, if I was in their season, I would be thankful. I would be happy. I would be content. But you can't live in my season. And I can't live in your season. Why don't you turn, tell somebody that? You can't live in my season. Go ahead, tell somebody that. <laughs> you know, we envy, you know, people. But, but here's the point. If you're taking notes, there is a struggle in every season. There is a struggle in every season. Man, you see somebody and they're all wealthy. They're, they got a great business. They got all this stuff. And you're like, man, I'm envious of what you, where you're at. And then they're looking at you and saying, I'm envious of the freedom that you have, the free time that you have. You know, you, you don't have pressure like I have. And the sooner we realize this, we can be set free to enjoy the season that God has put us in. There is no struggle-free season. We look at a season from the outside, and it looks all great, but there is no struggle-free season. We see people that are going through a winning season. You see a, uh, you know, a, a, an athlete that's always winning, always winning. We're like, man, that would be amazing to be an athlete like that. But they're living under a pressure that you can't even begin to imagine. What, what, how is it when, when you're winning all the time and all of your fans are expecting you to win and win and win and losing is not even an option for you? They have a pressure that we can't imagine. You, you want to you be in a different season, though. And, and we, see, we see these things, but we need to realize that there's stuff that we can't see in someone else's season. There's a struggle. Like, man, if I could just get married, I'd be happy. And then we get married. <laughs> We're like, man, if I wasn't married, I would be happy. I would certainly have a lot more money. And, you know, I, I mean, we, we look at other people's season and we get envious, but we're not content. We're not thankful in the season that we're in. We see other people accomplish things. We're like, man, I wish I could accomplish what they did. And I start feeling worthless about myself. I feel like I don't measure up now because I didn't accomplish what they did. I don't make as much money as they did. I should be further along by now. Maybe you've said that to yourself. Man, I always imagine that I'd be further along right now. But you don't know what they may have lost to get where they are. 
You don't know. Maybe they, they lost their spouse and they, they turned their kids away and their kids don't like them. And maybe they're, they're facing bankruptcy. Maybe their health has been deteriorated to such a level that, it's, uh, that they're, they're needing constant care. And we don't see the struggle that they're going in at that time. All we see is, oh, they've accomplished so much. You know, women face this a lot. You know, that it's like, oh, this person's, you know, body just looks so perfect. And why doesn't I, why doesn't my body look like that? Man, you know what? Maybe you were in a different season and having four kids and raising them and, you know, pointing them off in the right direction of life. Maybe we say, you know what? It just wasn't the right season for nice abs, you know? But my season has a purpose. My season has a purpose. It has a struggle. Yes, every season has a struggle, but it also has a purpose. Turn to someone next to you and say, I don't want to be like you. <laughs> but say, you can't be me either. <laughs> you know, I don't know what you had to go through to get where you are. I don't know what you had to experience. I don't know the difficulties that have shaped who you are. I don't know the hardships that you've had to face. I don't know the sacrifices that you've had to make. It's like there was a, a, a family in a third world country and they were complaining to, uh, to a missionary saying, we live in a one-room house with nine people. And I, this is just horrible. I wish I was in a better season in my life. There's nine of us in one room. We just can't handle it anymore. Why is God doing this to us? So the missionary says, what I want you to do is bring your goat inside. Let him live inside with you. And they're like, what? So just do it. And, and, and come back to me in a week. So a week later, he came back and he said, man, this is miserable. This goat is dirty. He's all over us. We try to sleep. This thing's all around. He's trying to eat everything. This is even worse than before. And the guy says, okay, let the goat outside now. And he comes back a week later. He says, man, this is amazing. We only have nine people in this room. Man, we have so much room. We can just enjoy this season. See, because the seasons are often our perspective. You want to enjoy your season a little bit more? Maybe live with a goat for a while. Um, I, I'm not even going to go there. Um, you know, before time began, God made plans for you. And, you know, you, you, might, not have, uh, you might not be in the season that you think that you should be in, but it's okay. It's, it's okay if you're not, not in a season that someone else is in. Because... We're just made to, to go through the seasons God has put us in and to be thankful for those things. In Galatians 6, 9, it says this. It says, so let's not get tired. Man, you ever get tired? Especially of doing what's good. Like, you know what? I'm just tired. You know, I, I, we probably know people like that. People that, that just always, always, always are, are like, looking for a handout, or always down and out. I'm like, man, I'm just tired of helping this person. I'm tired of doing what is good. He says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. And it says, at when? At just the what? The right time. 
Not when you think it's right. Who knows what the right time is? God knows what the right time is. He says, at just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Don't give up. See, sometimes we're, we're tempted to give up. We're tempted to throw in the towel. We're like, man, the season that I'm in is just so bad, I'm going to give up. But he says, you're going to reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. See, I can glorify God where I am. I can be thankful to God where I am. I can be, give God praise in the season that I'm in. I can rejoice where I'm at right now. I don't need to be in your season to be thankful to God. I don't need to be in your season to, to have good fruit, to, to do things for people. I can produce in the season that God has put me in. You can't live in somebody else's season. Every season is shaped by what you say. Every season is shaped by what you say. You know, only God can bring about certain seasons in our life. And and certain seasons, quite frankly, you just have to endure them. There are some seasons that we go through that are just hard. And you just have to endure it. You just have to put one foot in front of the next and endure it to move forward. But we can prolong a bad season in our life by disobedience. Man, when we're disobeying God, we can prolong this bad season. We're going through difficult times like the children of Israel. Man, in the, in the Old Testament, in the first part of the Bible, man, God says, I'm going to bring you to a promised land. And they just would not listen to God. They would not obey him. And they ended up wandering in the desert for 40 years. There's some seasons that we go through in life that we can, we can leave them just by doing what God says. You say, man, I don't know why everything's going on. Well, you're living a life that's not pleasing and glorifying God. But here's the thing. We can't control every season. But we can control what we say about it. We can control what we say about it. What are you saying about your current season? What, what are you calling it? Some people are like, Man, this season, I mean, it's just so horrible. I just, I just can't, ever, can't ever get on top of things. My life is just falling apart. Everything is just miserable. But what you say about the season you're in will determine how you experience it. What you say about it will, will, will determine how, how you live it. Because your, your season will, will begin to... Take on your description of it. If you call it beautiful, if you say, yeah, it's tough, but there's some good things happening, it will become beautiful to you in your eyes because you're able to see it in God's timing and from God's perspective. It's like surfing. Man, if you're just always fighting the waves, you're never going to get anywhere. Man, some people, they hate going swimming out in the waves. But man, you get someone that loves to surf and they're like, just bring them to me. The bigger, the better. Like we're getting into the, into the, the Christmas season. And, and some of us, we go into it with these warm fuzzies and we're happy. And some of us, we go into it with this baggage and this anxiety. Maybe we lost a loved one this time of year. Maybe it's our first Christmas without them. Maybe we're, we're afraid of all the bills that we're going to ring up. Maybe we're, we're afraid we're not going to get the right gift for you know, our picky mother or something. And, and we end up ma- making the season miserable for ourselves. 
If I speak about a season being overwhelming, it's going to become overwhelming. If I say I'm just so stressed all the time, guess what? I'm going to be stressed all the time. We need to start speaking great things, start speaking exciting things. What, what a great opportunity that we have in this season. Because what I say shapes my experience. And then instead of seeing the season that we're in as a burden, we begin to see the beauty of the season that we're in. And it changes how we experience it. It changes how we respond to it. In Psalm 69, verse 30, he says, I will sing praise. That's why we sing at the beginning of church. We sing because we're praising God. We're, we're, we're giving Him uh, thanksgiving. We're thanking Him of the things that He's done. He says, I will sing praise to God. I will magnify Him as I give Him thanks. I will magnify Him. You know, and that, that's kind of a weird word. You ever, you ever use one of these? Magnifying glass? What does a magnifying glass do? It, it makes things appear bigger. It helps me to see the detail a little bit clearer, doesn't it? Well, each of you have a magnifying glass in your life, don't you? You have a magnifying glass. But here's the thing. You choose what you look at with this magnifying glass. You can be looking at all the garbage, everything bad in the season. And when I look at it through my magnifying glass, guess what? It can become overwhelming. It's larger than life. I see all the details. I see every bad thing about it. And I'm just like, man, whoa, that's even worse than I thought. Or we can do what it says here. I will magnify Him. I will magnify God. I'll look at Him through my magnifying glass. It makes Him bigger in my own life. And what happens to all the problems? I'm not seeing the details of those things so much anymore. Because I'm giving God thanks. I'm giving God praise. I'm giving God, you know, I'm rejoicing that He's done great things for me because I'm magnifying Him instead of magnifying the problems in the season that I'm facing. I can give thanks. I can count my blessings. It says, you know, we, we, we talk about counting our blessings. And then we can take the blessings that he's given us and we give them back to him in praise. There's a song that we sing. It says, every blessing you pour out, I turn it back to praise. You've blessed me with a car. You've blessed me with a healthy family. And I'm going to praise you for it. Because if we don't praise God for the blessings he's given us, it turns into pride instead. Because now we're like, oh, it must just be me. It must just be all the hard work that I've done that got me in the season that I am in. Man, it just must be that I'm so awesome that my family is healthy. No, it's a blessing from God. And instead of taking credit for it, we turn that around in thanksgiving and praise to our God. Like, but I just, my car just, I don't like it anymore. Well, be thankful that you're one, in the top 1% of people in the world that can even afford to have a car. Well, my house is just, you know, it's just too small. Just be thankful to God that you have a roof over your head and running water and, and a refrigerator and heat in the winter and cool air condition in the summer. Oh, my job's not that good. Be grateful to God, thankful to God. Praise God that you even have a job in this day and age that we live in. We turn these things around to praise. Every blessing, we turn it back to God as praise. I don't like my body so much, but at least you have a body not to like. I'm not just talking about material things. Not that, oh, I'm just so thankful for my, my 401k. 
flat screen TV and cable, you know? Man, being thankful for the things that really matter. Some people only see the burdens in life. But God has called us to see the beauty. What are you magnifying? Don't wait for the season to be beautiful. Because it's never going to just happen that way. We need to see things that are beautiful in every season. It's like people, and they're like, man, I just want to get pregnant. I just want to get pregnant. I just want to get pregnant. And they finally get pregnant. They're like, man, I just want these kids out of the house. It's like, but you tried so hard to get here. And now we want to move on to the next season already. Like, why not enjoy the season that we're in? Yeah, it's difficult. But there's, there's a strength in every season. And that's the next point, is that every season has strengths that you can seize. In Psalms 1, David talks about how you know, we're, we're to be like, like these trees that produce fruit planted by rivers of water. And, and what that's really what I see that as is we need to stay close to God in every season that we're going through. In every season, stay close to God. You ever go to the restaurant and they give you those like little, those little pager things, you know, like flashes and buzzes? Uh, I took my family out to eat, like, I don't know, it was a while ago. Um, and, uh, and we went to, to a restaurant, and I don't know, they're like, it's going to be like an hour and 20 minutes or whatever, you know. And so I'm like, okay, so we're, we're sitting there, and I got, you know, three young kids. And after like five minutes, they're already like melting down. So I'm like, let's go to the store. Let's like do something. So we, I get in the car, and I drive away. And, and as I'm driving, um, this thing starts talking I don't know if you've ever had him talk to you before. This one talked to me. He says, you are now out of range. You are now out of range. And I'm like, like well, that, that's a risky thing here. Like, Because they can page me, and I'm not going to get it because I'm out of range. And, and sometimes, you know, we're missing the blessings that God has for us because we're like, you know what? I'm sick of this season that I'm in. I'm going to take a ride. And God's trying to say, you're out of range buddy you're getting a little too far away and you're like no it's okay i'll know when my food's ready no no you might not know where your food's ready and you might miss that lobster because you're out walking around walmart and we almost did fortunately we got back in time but but we do that in our lives we're we're so far away from god that we we're not tapped into those streams of of living water every season has a strength that you can see now this, this is kind of opposite of the first one because every season has a struggle but it also every season has a strength but we got to look for significance in every season there's a strength there man you get older we're aging like man this is this is tough i wish i was younger again but there's a strength there because guess what guess what you won't have if, if you were younger again you won't have that wisdom that you've acquired from all the mistakes that you've made in your life you know, or, or you say, man, I, I just wish I was with somebody. I wish I was with somebody else. Or I wish I was older. Or I wish I was younger. I wish I was smarter. We need to seize the strength of the season that we're in. Seize the strength of a 47-year-old. Seize the strength of a 34-year-old single mother. Seize the strength of a 65-year-old 
guy. We need to seize the strength of the season that we are in. There's strength in every circumstance that we face. Doesn't matter what we face. Now, we might not like to admit it. We might not like to look for it because we're too busy magnifying something else. But when we turn around and magnify God, start looking at Him closer, we'll begin to realize the strength that's in the season that we're in. And our perspective needs to change. We need to have patience to trust God's timing because everything will be made beautiful. When? In His time. Ephesians 5.20 says this, and give thanks for what? For everything. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. For what though? For everything. Like really everything? Even the bad things? Man, my car broke down. How can I be thankful for that? You had a car that could break down. Maybe, well, it's not totaled. Maybe... It broke down in such a way that, that I didn't lose my life. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things that we can look for if we're looking at the right thing. Did you know that, that, they, that scientists have determined that gratitude is the healthiest emotion that you can experience? It's good for your whole body. When we're grateful, that is a healthy emotion. And the more grateful we are, the more things we have to be grateful for. But man... The more we complain, the more we'll find to complain about. You know, a lot of times we look at people that complain, we're like, man, they have so many problems, that's why they complain all the time. Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe they have so many problems because they complain all the time. Because, man, when you're complaining, you're just attracting things. But when we're giving thanks and praise to God, we start attracting His blessing. What are we magnifying? Are we magnifying the struggle, or are we magnifying the strength? Are we, we magnifying the problem, or are we magnifying the provider? 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10. Now, this is, this is Paul writing. And Paul, man, he went through all kinds of stuff. You think you have problems. This dude had problems. I mean, he got beaten, he got shipwrecked, he got whipped, he got you know, put in prison, he got stoned, he got shipwrecked. He had all these things. And after listing all these things that he had going on in this season of his life, he says this in verse 9. He says, each time he said, now this is God talking to Paul now. He says, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So, so now I'm glad, this is Paul now saying, he says, now I'm glad to boast about my weakness. I'm thankful for my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insults and why I take pleasure in the hardships and in the persecutions and the troubles I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. He said, it doesn't matter what this season throws me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rejoice in it. I'm going to give thanks that I was persecuted, that I was beaten. I'm going to give thanks for all of these things because when I'm weakest, that's when God can work through me the most. This is a good season. You're waiting for a good season to come. Look around you. You're in a good season now. You're in a good season now. It's not someday. It's not when you're going to have more. It's not when you're more successful. It's not when you have, have more money. It's not when you're married. It's not when you're single. It's not when the kids move out. It's not when you pass the grade. You're in the season now. Right now is a time to rejoice for the goodness 
that God has given to you, for the good things that He's done for you, for the blessings. Now is the season to rejoice. Tis the season to rejoice. Not to be jolly. Tis the season to give thanks to God. Tis the season to look at the good things. Tis the season to magnify God in everything. Psalms 118, verse 24 says, This is the day that the Lord has made. And what will we do? We will rejoice and be glad. And it doesn't say we're going to go around complaining about, oh man, today is just horrible, today is horrible. You won't believe what happened to me today. No, we're going to magnify God. We're going to give Him thanks and turn these blessings back to praise. This is the day that He has made and we'll rejoice and be glad in it. This is my season to love my neighbor as myself. This is my season to love my parent, to love my siblings, to love my teacher. This is my season to rejoice. This is my season to be thankful. This is my season to show gratitude. This is my season to reach out to someone who maybe doesn't have what I have. This is my season to serve other people. This is my season to grow. I'm not waiting on a time to come because the time has already come and my season is right here and now. Maybe you're in a season and you think, God has just forgotten about me. I'm just wandering around in this season. I think that maybe God just doesn't care for me. He's just too far away. And if that's something that's ever crossed your mind, there's two things I have to say. The first thing is this. The very first step that we need to make is putting our faith in Christ. Because when we put our faith in Christ, He's the one that can make every season beautiful. But the next thing is what it says in Philippians 1.6. Man, I love this verse because this gives us hope. Man, it just gives us so much hope. And I'm certain that God who began a good work in you. Now we look around, we talked about this last week, we see the start of things. And then we see the grand finale, where we want to be. But between the beginning, the start, and the grand finale is the process. And we don't always like that. But listen to what it says, and I'm certain that God who began a good work in you, He will continue His work. He's not left you. He's not abandoned you. He's not forsaken you. He hasn't forgotten about you because he who began the good work with you will continue his work until it's finally finished. When is it finished, though? It's not tomorrow. It says, on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it means he's going to keep working on you. He's going to keep working on you. No matter what season you're going through in life, he's going to keep working on you. He's faithful to complete it. He's faithful in every season that you face. No matter if it's hard, no matter if there's difficulties, I don't even know what problems you might be facing, but God is faithful to complete it. He's faithful to finish the work. Because what are we magnifying, though? Are we magnifying how hard it is, how difficult it is, how painful it is? Man, are we magnifying how frustrated we are, how stressed out we are? Are we magnifying the fact that God says, my God shall supply all of your needs, not according to how good you are, but according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He will never leave you, never forsake you. And man, He wants to bless you. And he wants to to pour out blessings on you. But man, when we are thankful and give him praise, that's a magnet for attracting that blessing. But if you look for the bad, you're going to find it.
and it's going to be overwhelming. And I don't know what season you're in. But whatever season you're in, God has you there for a purpose. And and, and you have a choice to magnify the, the troubles or you have a choice to magnify God. Let's magnify God. Let's give him thanks in all that we do. Father, we come to you and we thank you for life. We thank you for breath. We thank you that that you've brought us here today, that you've allowed us to, to even come and gather in your name. We praise you, and we choose to not not focus, not magnify the difficulties in our life, but we choose to magnify you. We put our faith in you. We trust that you are our Lord. We trust that you are our Savior. And we believe in you. We believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. There's so many things we could rejoice about, but but we rejoice that you've accepted us into your family, that you've forgiven us of our sins. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your patience. We thank you that you've never left us and you'll never forsake us and that you've promised that you started a good work and you're going to keep working on us. And whatever season we're in, we thank you for it. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name. Let's stand together. And, uh, and we're, we're going to sing here in a moment. But, you know, at the end of in a service, if, if you have anything that you want prayer for, uh, we, have, we have some people up front that would love to pray for you. And, and if you just made a commitment to God for the first time, so you, or, or even recommitted your life, we have a gift for you, a Bible and some stuff. They're in like these little black bags with the green logo. You, they should be out there. You can just grab one. It's just a, you know, a thank you gift, but it's something to, to help you as you grow in your faith. And we just encourage you to, to just check that box off. If you're a guest, we have a gift for you back there as well. And, uh, and we are just so grateful that you've come. But you know what? This week, as we go into this Thanksgiving, which is a crazy time for many of us, let's remember to thank God, the giver of all things good. Let's remember to give Him praise and everything. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go and visit us at www.thrive.church. If you're ever in the area, we'd like to invite you to come and join us. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to leave a rating, review, share with your friends and family. Until next time, may you grow deeper in God's word each day.